Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. Hey, everybody, and we are back uh, with Kate Gray. And I told her right before we went live, absolutely no pressure. Um, she has one of the most favorited talks of the, the next two days. So Kate is going to introduce herself and, and tell us all the wonderful stuff about her and what she's done and why she's an expert in this. And then we're going to go into how to make the press pay attention to your game. If you've got questions, pop them in chat, no matter where you are, uh, we'll get to them after the talk. Uh, but with that, Kate, it's all you. Okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Kate, uh, Kate Gray, a uh, fun two-syllable journalist name. Uh, I am a journalist. Uh, I've worked in games for eight years professionally, a bit longer non-professionally, and I've seen a lot, a lot of emails in that time, like uncountable numbers of emails. And so many of them are very, very bad. And I'm here to tell you how to stop making bad emails and putting them in my inbox. You want me to write about your game. And guess what? I want to write about your game. I want a good reason to write about your game. And together, we're gonna figure out how to do that. It's gonna be great. Uh, that's my face. Wait, that's my face. I'm mirrored, um, I think. And there's a list of all the things I've done. Oh, and I've also done uh, some game dev work which is great because that gives me insight into both sides of things. Uh, I have been a community manager. I've been a narrative designer and a writer and I'm very good at making presentations. Next slide. I don't need to say next slide. I'm the one controlling it. Uh, <laughs> here's a list of a bunch of places that I have worked for in the last eight years. It's not exhaustive, um, but this hopefully will give you an idea of sort of the range of my experience. I have not had access to every single one of these inboxes necessarily, but that doesn't stop the fact that I get a lot of emails. So hopefully you trust me. I've seen a lot of emails. Um, and here are some of the games I've worked on. Just some of them, or maybe all of them. It might not be exhaustive either. Uh, the one on the left is an Apple Arcade game. The one in the top right is a PS5 uh, exclusive. And the one on the bottom right is a PC game. So again, range of things. Hooray for me. So this is my talk called How to Make the Press Pay Attention to Your Indie Game. Now, while I was researching this talk, I realized that this, this is something that everybody wants to know to the extent that there are so many pieces on game developer, formerly Gamasutra.com and indie game business websites and uh, gamesindustry.biz, all of them have this exact thing. And all of them have different tips. Some of them are by journalists. Some of them are by PR specialists. Some of them are by game developers who've just happened to figure it out while they've been making a game. So hopefully I can add to the oeuvre of uh, how to make press pay attention to your video game. Uh, 
but I would recommend, you know, checking out a bunch of those pieces as well, because this is a uh, non-exhaustive list of things that you can do. And uh, we'll also touch on marketing and community management, but that is not necessarily my specialty. I'm a journalist first and foremost, so it's I'm coming at it from that angle. Uh, all the references I use, all the images I'm going to use to show you people doing it right, disclaimer, all of them are my friends. <laughs> so uh, it's partly about me going, wow, look at how talented my friends are, and partly about me going, this is somebody that I can remember has done things right. So sorry about that. Um, there will also be no graphs or charts. This is entirely my personal experience. I still hope that it counts for something, even if I don't have you know, numbers to back me up. You'll just have to trust me. Uh, but again, your mileage may vary. Not every journalist is the same, apparently. So here we go. Here is what to expect from this talk, because we love when people have a statement at the start of their essay, which tells you, you know, this is what's gonna, exactly what's going to be in the essay. Uh, and then you say it, and then at the end you say it again. I've been to university, I know how to write an essay, I figure that presentations are much the same. So you can expect from this talk how to email, how to pitch, how to take screenshots, what to include in your press kit, how to talk to the press at events, events like this one, how to make your Steam page appealing, how to write a game description, helpful tools, and how to help me help you. Some of that is gonna seem really obvious. And I don't want this talk to seem like I'm talking down to you because I am not. I respect you and I respect your time. But at the same time, I've seen so many people do it wrong that I'm going to have to assume that some people don't know how to do these things. And that is okay. None of us were born knowing how to take screenshots. I'm going to help you. Uh, we are going to go a little bit into the intermediate, which does touch a little more on marketing. Uh, and new media, including GIFs. We're going to talk about what the hell is TikTok and how do you use it. You've probably heard game developers going, ooh, maybe we should get into TikTok. I'm going to tell you if you should and if it helps. I'm going to teach you how to tweet good and how to set yourself up for success passively. If none of that sounds like it's press related, don't worry. It is. It kind of is. We'll get onto that. So, you might be thinking, maybe, why should I bother with the press? You might be thinking that we're outdated, you know? It's all magazines and old media and old guys talking about how much they love the Sega Mega Drive. You might be thinking streamers and influencers are way more effective in turning their coverage into raw sales. You might be thinking that right now, and no one really trusts the press. Everyone gets really mad about reviews and nobody likes them. You might be thinking, oh, I don't even know which ones are worth the time. Should I just talk to IGN or, or should I go for like the smaller outlets? What about the ones that everyone gets mad at all the time? You might be thinking, well, they keep ignoring my emails. I, why should I bother that? It's just, I'm just casting my work into the ether and it, it sucks. You might be thinking, well, my game just gets buried under all the other stuff they write about. This is a topic that's touched on in other talks that I'm going to recommend to you. And that is true. You know, if your game just happens to come out or get announced on the same day as a Nintendo Direct, I am sorry. That is 
one of the worst things that can happen. Uh, you might be thinking, hey, what if the press are really mean about my game and they ruin all the hard work and marketing I've been doing because they thought of a funny thing they could say about my game? And you might be also thinking, well, you know, they asked me to do interviews and I'd much rather be making my game than talking to some guy or woman. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? All of that is fair. That's all fair. The press are all of those things some of the time. And I totally agree with you. Sometimes we are outdated. Sometimes we don't help at all. Sometimes uh, we're way too busy focusing on like a Nintendo Direct or a state of play or whatever Xbox's thing is called. I don't know. Uh, but you're here. You're here at this talk that's about how to make the press pay attention to your indie game. So, of course, you care in some way or another. And you can't stop the fact that they are going to exist regardless of whether or not you like them. And you can make them work for you. It's not always a waste of time. You just have to pitch it right. That's what I'm here for. So step one is to find your niche and know your audience. A game that you are making, especially an indie game, is not just, you know, it's uh, a game for people who like this genre. Uh, your niche is going to be your demographic, it's going to be the people who like that specific aesthetic. And these websites all have a different sort of vibe. So Kotaku, for instance, is like a little off the wall, a little unusual. It's very much about the sort of clickable headlines. It's about a personal approach to a game. It's about telling stories. And they cover all platforms. Rock, paper, shotguns, PC-focused. And they tend to be into intense narratives and strategy games. So you've got to, like, don't waste your time pitching to Rock, paper, shotgun if you've got a cute Switch game that is just not a good use of your time and it's not a good use of theirs and they'll probably maybe think a little less of you for not having done your research. Eurogamer is pretty general, takes things a little more seriously, is very thoughtful in its approach to games. Uh, Giant Bomb is mostly focused on streams, so it's more about um, what does this game look like uh, than it is about we've written about this game, here's 2,000 words on what we think. Um, so their coverage tends to favor, you know, games that are fun to play actively in front of people. And IGN is your sort of all-purpose, like, more of the big game kind of coverage. It doesn't mean they won't cover your indie game, but it means you have to fight really hard to get a little, little space on that website. Step two is to arm yourself appropriately. You would not believe how many times people come to the press without having everything ready in place. You want screenshots. You want trailers, you want logos, key art, and most importantly, you want your hook or your pitch. Sometimes they're the same thing. Uh, I've lost my place. Give me one second. Here we go. Uh, have everything ready to go in a neat and organized place that you can just send straight to press. Don't, again, don't waste anyone's time, yours or theirs, by not having all of these things ready. It's very frustrating to get a press kit that is empty. <laughs> Now, you might be thinking, it's easy to say, have a hook. What is, how do I find my hook? That's the hardest part. I've been making this game for five years and I don't even know anymore. That's okay. Finding a hook is difficult, but it is possible. 
and it is important. So what I want you to do is if you can, if there's multiple people on your team, get a big whiteboard, lock everyone in a room and have a writer's room session. What you wanna do is write down important keywords, anything, even stupid ones. Anything is good, just get it all out onto the whiteboard or a big piece of paper, one of those like flippy things that they have in meetings sometimes, those are fun too. You wanna write down things like your genre. Genre is can be very boring, but sometimes it's important part of a pitch or a hook. Uh, you want to write down your demographic. You know, is this for teens? Is this for women in their 20s? Is this for seasoned gamers? Is this for people on transit? Those are all demographics. Uh, taglines. Taglines are really hard to do, but they're so much fun to do. Uh, I think a lot um, of my favorite tagline, which is night in the woods, at the end of everything, hold on to anything. It's not a quote from the game, I don't think it's a quote from the game, but it is a, a sort of tone poem about the game. It, it tells you what to expect, kind of. Uh, not every game has a tagline, not every game needs a tagline, but they're fun to have. So give it a go. Try to come up with like one sentence that captures the vibe of your game. I'm gonna be saying vibe a lot, I apologize. Uh, another fun word is game feel. How does the game make you feel? How does the game feel to play? Uh, both of those are important to know when you're telling somebody about your game because one of the worst ways that you could describe a game is in words. They are very interactive mediums. But if you can capture how a game feels in a handful of words, then go for it. It's very difficult to do but it's worth writing everything down on a whiteboard and seeing if you can really like zone in to the feel of the game. So you can also imagine the player who wants this game. It's a little different from demographic because you're going more specific. Demographic is the rough section of the population that you're trying to grab. The player who wants the game is a single person. So imagine the person who sees this game on the Steam front page and is instantly drawn in. You know, they, they like the title, they like the lead image, they like the short description. Imagine that person and write it for them, if you can. <laughs> also do your research. Find other games in the same space and outside of the same space, AAA games, indie games, see what they're doing. Don't copy it but try to go for a similar feeling. Uh, try to emulate what they're doing without just straight up being like, it's Battlefield, you know? Uh, read a lot of Games Press as well to get a feel for what they like as individual outlets and as the Games Press as a whole. And another useful tool in coming up with your hook is doing playtests and demos, whether you're doing it on a show floor or you're doing it virtually. Try to get some feedback from the players. Try to get feedback from other developers as well. Uh, try out titles and taglines on them. Say, which one of these do you like and why? Ask them how the game feels to them. Steal it. Steal all their thoughts and synthesize that into what can eventually become your hook. Here are some examples of hooks. All of these are made up. None of these are real. This game was made in three days by a father of five. That's a good hook for the press. It's not a great hook for the players they won't care. 
but it's an interesting title for a news piece about your game. Uh, this game combines Hades and Stardew Valley. I <laughs> I would love to play that game if that exists. If anyone's making that, email me. Uh, those are just two examples, though. You, I think game developers get a little annoyed when the press compares their games to other games, but it is a useful tool. If you are trying to talk to people who have never played a game before, you have to use reference points to get them in. And it's annoying, but it'll help. You can pet every animal. Everyone loves that. Well, most people love that. Good people love that. Uh, it's a colossal sandbox, open world game. The kind of people that love specific genres know which buzzwords to look for. This doesn't work for every genre, but it works very well for some of them. Again, research, find out which ones help. Uh, for lovers of games like Minecraft, looking for something new. Endless games like Minecraft, their fans are always looking for something new. Uh, that Again, this only works for certain games, um, but games with a lot of replayability, uh, those players are always looking for another similar game that adds something. Featuring the composer of Final Fantasy VII. People really love music, uh, and you can relatively easily get a composer that's composed for some other incredible games and that can get people in the door so that's a really good hook over 250 secret easter eggs to find people love collecting things uh and numbers press especially love numbers if you can give us numbers please do i'll touch more on that later step three put together your press kit you have prepared everything and now you just have to put it in one place that is so easy that's just two things that you have to do let's break it down Tools you can use for press kits uh, and for helping the press. You can use Do Press Kit, which is the top one there. It is by Rami Ismail of Lambeer. Uh, it is what everyone uses. It's standard, but it is, you know, everybody uses it. The press are good with it. The press helped build it. You can't really go wrong with, with it. It's good. Not much to say. Uh, Notion is a little more customizable a little harder to create your own press kit, but you can make something that's really unique. If you use do press kit, your press kit is gonna look like every other press kit. If you use Notion, it might look a bit like swankier, but you're gonna have to do it from scratch. You can also use Discord. This is a new tool in talking to the press. So it's a little untrialed, but it might be worth giving it a go with specific games. You can use Discord to very easily field press requests. I've had uh, studios using it recently to host previews because we can't do those in person right now. It's a good tool for that. And then the press have this Discord chat server server uh, to go to talk to other press, to ask questions of the developers. It's very easy to access all of that. Um, it's worth trialing. Uh, it's a bit avant-garde, but it can e elevate your game and make it seem a little more personal, a little more accessible to press. Uh, Google Drive, everyone uses Google Drive. It's great. Uh, you can just make a bunch of folders, put all your stuff in there, send the link to the press, and that's it. That's all you need to do. Um, however, please make sure that your Google Drive is open to access. Otherwise, it's pointless. Same with Dropbox and GamesPress is a website that you can upload all your details to and it'll just send it to the GamesPress need. Ideally, you want to use a mix of these. So, you know, find out which one suits your game 
and give it a go. What to include in a press kit? I'm not going to go super into detail with any of this stuff. It's it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, Up-to-date release info, please don't say that your game is coming in a year that has already happened. This happens a lot. Please keep it up to date. Platforms, ratings, players, basic info. Uh, links to store pages. Give me the Steam link. Give me the Nintendo eShop link. Give me everything. Pricing. You would be surprised how many people don't include the game price. I know some of you don't know the game price ahead of release. That's okay. Maybe just explain that, though, just so I know. Uh, and include multiple currencies. Uh, links to your website, your contacts, your social media, all of that. Uh, full credits include, please include things like the sound designer and the composer. Again, you'd be surprised how many people don't. Awards list, it's nice to have. Coverage list, it's nice to have. An optional zip file download. I have some thoughts on this. Please make it optional. Do not make it the only way to access your assets, but have it as an option. And links to other games that you've made. All of these will help the press figure out what the hook is. And you also will help you figure out what the hook is. The text, this is a very important part. It is gonna get skim read, but it's still good to have. You should have a short about your studio, things like when you were founded, how many people there are, some fun facts about you, uh, and then move on to a short blurb about the, your game. This can largely be the hook, you know, the one or two sentence, here's the genre, here's what's interesting about it. And then you go into a more poetic blurb about the game. You know, you are playing as Sally in a world taken over by evil something. I don't know. I'm not going to make a game up on the fly just to prove my point. <laughs> but that's what you're going for there. The short blurb about the game is the, the factual stuff for the press. The poetic blurb is the fiction-y bit. Uh, and then a features bullet list. I really like a features bullet list when it's done well. Don't overdo it. Please don't try to force yourself to come up with a list of 10 different features because I will notice. I've seen games recently that are like, it has UI. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's not a feature. That's a base requirement. So, you know, don't overdo it. Uh, inject your personality into these blurbs, but please don't be too goofy. Uh, it is still a professional thing. Uh, you can say things in your voice or in the voice of the game, but don't be completely wacky. It's really annoying. <laughs> Use the keywords to guide the press. You are going to want to figure out what the press will write or what you want them to write, really. And you are going to subtly seed that in your description of the game. So again, find the hook and then pepper it pepper it throughout the blurbs and the press we will be like I, I am happy that you have fed me the hook to the article I'm going to write about this game thank you for doing the work for me yum 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 easy and don't forget to big yourself up it's like writing a resume you know when you're talking about your studio when you're talking about the game don't be afraid to be like it's beautiful or we have some incredible artists the soundtrack is amazing you know, if you say it, I'm going to believe it. So go ahead. <laughs> the visuals is a bit obvious. You want to have at least 10 screenshots. Uh, please, 10, please. Don't do three. Give me some choice. 
logos with color options. You want uh, PNGs, uh, black, white, colorful uh, logos for the studios as well as the game. Again, options. Uh, the key word here, by the way, with visuals is options. Give me options. I'll tell you why. Uh, every single trailer that you've ever had with descriptions of what the trailers involve, the uh, key images in different sizes. So this is something that people do mostly with the key art, but you've got like the long key art, the one that looks like a game box. You've got the banner, the long wide one. Uh, you've got tile, the little square one. Just give me options. That's fun. It's easy to do. Uh, don't make me be the one to crop your art because then you have no say over what I'm cropping out. Good key art. I'll get into that. And game box cover art if you have it. Don't feel the need to like mock one up if you don't have it, that's fine. Um, now options, the reason I want you to give me options is because otherwise every single press piece about your game is gonna look the same. You do not want that. You don't want people to get bored of what your game looks like before you've even had a chance to sell it to them. So give me options, give me, um, you know, different sizes, different colors, different compositions. In fact, I think the next slide, no, it's a short rant about key art is the next slide. Okay, I'll do that first. Hi, hello. I am talking to you, every single game developer who is watching this. Please, please upload more than one piece of key art. And for God's sake, give it to me without the game logo. I know that it looks really nice with the key art and the logo, but I also know that I can't remove the logo. You can, you can go into your little Photoshop file and just hide the logo and upload the key art. It's so easy for you to do. It's impossible for me to do. Please give me the key art without the logo on it. I beg you. I don't know why no one does this. The thing is I want to make a beautiful lead image and the most beautiful image that you will have in your press kit is the key art. It is the one that has been perfectly composed, colored, everything. That is the one that I want to use for the lead image. Give it to me without the logo so that I can show the whole thing. Please, if there's one thing you take away from this talk, please let it be that. <laughs> ah. All right, <clears throat> here's how to take good screenshots. So a minimum of 10 screenshots gives me lots of option. Uh, I will use the key art as the lead image if I can. And then I might have two to four screenshots within the post itself. If you give me 10, then I can pick and choose from that. Simple. You want a range of colors. You know, uh, if you've got a really red shot, get a really blue shot, get a really orange shot, whatever. Just show that you're not just an entirely red game. That's nice. It makes, it makes people's eyes happy. Range of compositions. This one's a little arty farty fancy but if you can get like a range of different things happening in each picture that's also going to look nice minimal ui and text unless it's the point if it's a visual novel you've got to have the text in there but give me text free options like the cutscenes and things like that um ui is okay to have but i don't want to have a screenshot that's peppered with ui that's not pleasing to look at you want the subject focus to be big so it can be viewed on a, like a mobile phone. You know, it's gonna be very little. If the subject is big, then it's much easier to read at that smaller size. Mid action is good, doesn't have to be every screenshot, but it, it gives a sense of like the dynamics of the game. Um, a good way to take excellent, thoughtful screenshots is to take a high res video and pause it 
You want a mix of aesthetic and illustrative, but more of the former. Aesthetic is like, wow, it's sword. And illustrative is like, here's what the talking parts look like. You know, those aren't going to be as pretty, but they're still useful. And a central composition. And I will show you why central composition is so important. Here is uh, an illustration of what images look like on my current job site, Nintendo Life. Top left there is what the tiny little thumbnail at the top looks like. You can see that the title is over most of the picture and it is also cropped in on the sides and on the top. On the right is what the image looks like normally. Uh, and then in the middle is the full image. Um, so you can see that it's getting squished down, it's getting cropped, it's getting stuff all over it. And it's colorful, it's dynamic, but it's also like central. You know, there's not too much on the margins. This is an example of a good screenshot from Breath of the Wild. Again, bright colors, very vivid, lots of range of motion and like different colors going on. There's lots of green, there's lots of blue. It's fun to look at. It's bright. It's mid-action. There's a little bit of UI, but not too much. And everything is kind of in from those margins as well. This is a bad screenshot that I took. Uh, <laughs> it is Pokemon Legends Arceus and the, the central character is tiny. The colors are really flat. It's not illustrative of what the game looks like at all. That's a bad screenshot. There are worse screenshots, but I didn't have any. Sorry. All right. Step four of the basics. Actually talking to them. So you've got everything ready to go. You've got your screenshots, your trailers, your press kit. You've done your research. And now you have to actually talk to the press. It is never too early to establish a rapport between you and the press. Even if your game is years out, just make friends with people. Because then that way people will like you and you'll have friends and they'll want to talk to you later. It's a win-win situation. Things to know about the press. All of these things are true. They, they aren't very flattering, but they're true. We want clicks. At the end of the day, we want people to click on our work. We want people to read our work, enjoy our work. You want clicks? We want clicks. We can work together. We are so busy. I get so many emails and like even outside of work, I'm super busy. There's a billion things happening in all of our lives at every time. You're busy too. So know how not to waste our time and yours. Indie Game Business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all those speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket. We really looked 
should be treated as part of the games industry. A lot of people will say that the press are not a part of the games industry. That is and isn't true. Yes, we don't make games. We're not a part of the industry of making games, but we are part of the industry at large. We help the wheels turn. And the press really do like to feel like they're an important part of the process. So help us feel like we are. We like to feel important. We like to feel respected. Um, we like to feel like you value us. That's nice. Everyone likes that. <laughs> and we are people too. Seems really obvious, but uh, people talk to the press like they are robots and nobody wants that. So just talk to us like we're normal people and you will get a lot further. So if you're at an event and you want to talk to the press, follow up on all of these tips by making it worth their time. Don't take like an hour meeting and just ramble on. Uh, you know, come with a specific pitch that you want to give them. Do research on the person you're meeting with beforehand and make it worth their time. Do them a favor. This sounds unethical, but I promise it's it's not like that. Um, doing the press a favor just means pitching it as if them covering your game is what they want, not just what you want. Um, don't be like weird about it. Don't be like, oh, you are invited to uh, talk about my beautiful game, I guess. Don't be like haughty or anything. Just like figure out a way that you can make it work in their favor as well. Keep it short and sweet. That one's simple. Treat them like people. I've already said that. Don't fangirl. Don't um, treat them like they're beneath you. Just it's, They're just people who have different jobs. And yeah, there's a business relationship there and it's going to be weird, but like they are just, they're just guys. I mean that in the sense of like, they're just a little guy. Um, I'm just a little guy. Just let's hang out and have tea. <laughs> don't make it weird. Be nice, be friendly. Please don't be weird. I already said that. Uh, don't treat it like a, an opportunity to schmooze and network. It's really, really obvious when you're just there to serve yourself. We both know what you're doing. We both know that this is a business relationship. You don't have to act like it is. Just act like you're hanging out and you really want to show off your game. That's cool. How to email the press, though. That's harder, in my opinion. I find face-to-face -face conversation much easier. But <clears throat> you want to keep your subject line short. No one does this. No one does this. I know I said the one thing you should take away is that your key art has to have no logo. But the other thing is that you should keep your subject line short. I, I get so many emails with the subject lines that spill off into the edges. And I don't want to read them because they make my brain sad. I, I don't have a lot of time to read each individual email. Keep your subject line short and you're guaranteed that I'll read the whole thing. That seems really easy and obvious. I don't know why no, no one does it. Your email in general should take five seconds to skim. You know, images, bold words, use formattings, short paragraphs. Make sure that if I skim it, all the key bits are like bolded or in italics or whatever you want to do. So I could be like, yes, okay, got it. Make it personal if there's time. I know I know you don't have a lot of time and I know that you really don't want to spend your important development time emailing us. 
I know I don't like emailing people either, but if it's someone you really want to cover your game, whether that's an outlet or an individual journalist, make it personal, you know, make it real, but make it personal. Don't be like, I have loved your work for 10 years because I, unless you genuinely have, I, I, I know that you're lying to make me play your game. And that's, that's worse than sending an email that's just like, dear reader, so make it personal. Don't go over the top, but just be like, I think that you would really like this game. Uh, here's the game. I hope you enjoy it. Hope you're having a nice day. How's it going? That kind of thing. Yeah, just be friendly. Paragraphs I've already mentioned, short, lots of them. Um, just imagine that you're writing for somebody who loses their concentration every 10 seconds because that is exactly who you're talking to. Prioritize important or key press for your game. Those are the people that you want to make uh, personal emails to. Don't lie. I've covered that. Don't send 10 billion words. I won't read them. And give me the pictures and the hook as soon as possible. Just like bang, straight into my eyes. <sighs> Here's another rant. Why short subject lines are your friend and mine. As I've already mentioned, I will not read the entire subject line of your email if it's like 15 words long. I won't even read it if it's 10 words long. Try and keep it under 10 words and use emoji if that suits your game because that in a busy inbox already sets your email apart. It doesn't work for everybody. If you're making a game about like really sad stuff, don't use emoji. That's inappropriate. But short subject lines, emoji, uh, don't do it in all caps. I, I hate when people do all caps subject lines. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's maybe Ubisoft press emails that do it in all caps. And I feel like they're mad at me. So please don't do that. It's very stressful. Um, short subject lines. Short. Okay. Here is a good email that I made. It is fake. A game about snake milk. That is my subject line. It's not a very good one, but... Uh, if you're pitching it to the kind of person that cares about snake milk, then, you know, they are instantly going to be like, oh, ho. Uh, it's from snake to cosmic milk. And it says, hi, Kate. That's my name. They've already used my name. I'm already on board. I love when people know who I am. That's that's the egotistic part of my personality talking. And everybody is like that. So it's not just me. My name is Snake to cosmic milk. And I'm working on Snake Milk Inc., a simulation strategy game that's all about building up your snake milk empire while fighting off the threat of invading crows who are hungry for snake milk. That's your hook. That's your pitch. That's simulation strategy game. I'm already on board. I love those. Snake milk empire. Tell me more. And then you've got a big image to the point. Lots of colors. I made this in like three minutes. Please spend more on your lead image. I've read a lot of your work in the past, and I know you particularly enjoy simulation games and snakes. I love that piece about the snake mines, so I'm hoping this will be of interest to you. And let me know if you need a review code or just want a code to check it out. The important thing is there, they've read my work, and they're not lying. They've referenced a piece that I've written. Please don't do this if you've read the piece like five minutes before the email. It's really, really obvious. So like, you don't need to do this if you've never read their work because I would rather you didn't lie. Just, just you know, use your common sense here. <laughs> uh, and then the thing about the review code or just a code to check it out, don't send unsolicited review codes if you can help it, because they're not going to go anywhere and you've basically just thrown one in the bin. Okay? Ask if they want one first. Um, 
And I've put, if you just want a code to check it out, because sending a review code is kind of, it's a lot of pressure. Like maybe we don't have time to review it, but it's still uh, important to have that game in your arsenal. Like maybe my editor doesn't really like reviewing indie games, but he still wants me to be able to reference those indie games in other pieces. So offer a code that's just for the sake of having a code and you'll make me feel less bad about not being able to review it, which is usually not my fault. And then at the end, it just says which platforms it's coming to, the date it's coming out, May 29th, 2022, put it in your calendars, and the price and some launch discount stuff. And then there's me at the bottom, Snake to Kiss McMilk, with uh, a few of my contact details. That's a good email. It's not the best email, but there's some good tips there. Oh, and there's a trailer as well. Uh, now we're on to the intermediate stuff. Okay, TikToks. You're probably wondering, is this worth my time? I'm scared of Gen Z. Help. It could be worth your time. It's not a panacea. I've never made a TikTok, so I don't actually know. But as you can see from these images here, uh, the numbers can get mad big. Like 2.3 billion people have seen the game dev hashtag. That's so many. That's so many people. That's almost all of the people. Uh, you can see that games go viral, which actually really helps them with that initial marketing buildup. And um, I think it's called Shotgun Farmers is a game that's got 1.4 million TikTok followers. I think it's got more now. Um, it can help. I can't tell you much more about that. There are better people to talk to about TikToks, but don't throw them out just because they're scary young people stuff. I promise they can help. Use social media properly. Every social media channel has different requirements and you need to understand those if you're going to use them. It's the same as pitching to different outlets. Don't just treat them all as the same thing because you'll be wasting your time. TikTok is great for discoverability, speed, spontaneity. It's more about talking to the camera and being like, what's up? I'm making a game about dogs. Here's that game about dogs. But Twitter is a little more polished. It's great for virality, visibility, and art. TikTok, you'll get big numbers, but people will forget about you the minute they've swiped up. They will like your tweet. They will send it to other people, but they probably won't remember it. Whereas Twitter, you can have that virality go on for like a few days. You know, that's good. Um, and it is more focused on like, here's a nice picture or a GIF or a video. Uh, Discord is great for organic discussion and community. That's more into the community management side of things, so I won't super touch on that. Um, and there's crossover between all of these ones, and there's also more social media. I will say, don't, don't bother with Facebook. Um, that's largely my personal experience. Just, I, it's not really worth like the ad spend. Um, and no one, no one's really on it anymore, except to catch up with their family. But that's personal. That's personal. That's why I didn't put it in the slide, because I don't want to be held to that. Now, here is a term I invented that is entirely wrong, and I apologize. But there is active marketing, which is going up to the press and saying, hello, Miss Press, will you please write about my game? And there is passive marketing, which is, I don't think marketing is the right word, so I apologize. It's entirely wrong, but passive marketing as I like to call it, is making your game look so interesting that the press cover it without 
you having to ask. If you have nailed your hook, if you've got some really good art, if your stuff goes viral, the press will notice. We love that. We gobbled that shit up. So be doing both of these things, but you can make the press come to you. It's great. They're doing all the work for you. Here's how to do it. Set yourself up for success with passive marketing. You want to be doing everything, firing on all channels. I forgot. I forget what the phrase is. <laughs> cylinders, firing on all cylinders. Uh, you want to be doing TikToks. You want to be trying to get viral tweets. You want to be doing blog posts, Reddit posts, devlogs, funny patch notes. Don't overdo this one. It gets annoying. GIFs everywhere innovative and unique trailers, GDC talks. These are just some of the things that you can do to make the press pay attention to you without having to approach the press. You don't have to be good at that part. It helps, but you don't have to be good at that part to get the press to pay attention to your game. You can just constantly be putting out stuff that everyone's going, hey, have you seen this? And then organically it will make its way to the press. We love feeling like we've discovered something. So you can lure us in. Very easy to get if you know the right ways to do it. <laughs> Wait, but viral tweets? Just go viral? That sounds really hard. It is. I'm not going to lie to you. It, virality is not just something you can do. But here is where your hook, research, and trial and error, don't be afraid to mess up, come in handy. Watch what other people are doing and see how it can work for you. But don't copy them. That's bad. And they will write bad stories about you being a plagiarism person. Here are some examples. Again, I've mentioned that these are my friends. <laughs> these are my friends. Here are some examples of uh, what viral tweets can look like. Uh, the one on the left is my friend Steph, who does a lot of really gorgeous pixel art. She keeps the captions very simple. She very rarely tweets about anything except her pixel art, and she only tweets it when it's finished. That might not work for everybody. Sometimes the um, work in progress stuff is the stuff that does well. You just can't predict that. But I mean, she's really good at art. Obviously that helps. But um, doing pixel art of games that everybody loves, it. everybody likes the pixel art. Everybody likes, I think, Link's Awakening. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to just do the obvious everybody likes this kind of thing. Uh, the one on the right is a game is coming out in a month. And that's a GIF. You can't actually tell, but that's a GIF of a fox just doing a little wave, which is adorable. Everybody likes sharing cute stuff. Okay, so viral tweets, a lot of it is about luck, timing, variables beyond your control. I, I, can't, I can't tell you how to get a viral tweet. This will not work every time, but you can position yourself well. And here's how to do that. Retweet your own shit. I'm sorry for swearing. Uh, a lot of the time, barely anybody sees your tweet. You got to be retweeting that. It feels yucky, but I promise you that most people will not have seen that tweet and they won't even notice that you're retweeting it. And the ones that do notice will just be like, yeah, get it. Um, you want to be sincere, authentic, and yourself. Don't like try and be something you're not. Uh, your voice is part of your hook. Your game's voice, your studio's voice, that is part of your hook. You can't fake that kind of thing. So make sure to hone it. Uh, show off. Don't be afraid to be like, look at my awesome game. Look how cool this is. Be persistent, but not obnoxious. Tweet a lot if you want to, but don't tweet if you have nothing to say. Share for the love 
of sharing. You won't get sad this way. Share because you want to show people what you're working on because you think it's so cool. And that way, if nobody else is like retweeting it, you'll still have the fuzzy feeling from sharing the thing that you love. Make sure to schedule your tweets. Don't just toss them off whenever you're online. Schedule them for like about 11.30 a.m. That's a good uh, prime time zone time. Prime time zone time. There we go. Uh, when a lot of people are online. People love it when games are cute or when they go wrong. Don't be afraid to be goofy with stuff. You know, show behind the scenes unity bugs. That's all fun. Uh, and make friends with journalists and fellow developers who have big followings. I know it's gross. I know. But, you know, if you can do it genuinely and have some nice, cool friends that just happen to have a lot of people following them, then it really helps. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> this is the, the final bit. So get ready. Things you should not do. A non-exhaustive list of things that seem really obvious, but people do them every day. I'm just going to list these. Get ready. Do not send super general emails if you can help it. It's really boring. I won't read them. Well, I will, but I won't be happy about it. Don't be overly informal or chummy. If we don't know each other, it's really weird. Please don't do this. Please spell check your emails. Please. The amount of times that I've got an email where the grammar is wrong, the spelling is wrong, the title of the game is spelled wrongly, or like check your links as well because sometimes links don't go to the wrong place. I once got a trailer that was not a link to the trailer but some unrelated YouTube video. It was really embarrassing. Don't send a billion emails or messages. This is not respectful of anyone's time and it will make me like you less. <laughs> Do not send press releases with no images. I, how am I supposed to know anything about a game if I don't know what it looks like? Games are visual media. Like, just, what are you doing? Don't do this. Please don't force me to send, uh, download a zip file of assets. It's okay to have an optional zip file. Optional. I don't want your zip file. Okay? That sounds really mean, but like, I have to download like 50 images a day. I just want to download the ones I want. I don't want an entire zip file because I'll just have to delete it again. Ah! Please don't corner a journalist at events to make them feel bad. Seems really obvious. It happens a lot. Do not give me much. I do not want it. Sorry. Uh, save it for somebody who does want it. I, I don't want stickers. I'm, I'm sorry. Sometimes I want stickers, but very rarely do I want stickers. Just... It's not going to help your case. It's it's just another sticker that I'm going to put in my big pile of stickers I don't like. Sorry. Do not send physical press kits to my address without permission. Why do people do this? That's creepy. I don't want mail that I'm not expecting, especially if I don't know how you got my address. That's really weird. Do not send me personalized press releases that are really, really obvious lies. I've talked about this a bit. Hi, Kate. I love your writing. I especially love the piece that Google, 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 you wrote yesterday. Don't do that. Just don't lie. Do not send emails to a journalist's personal email that you got off their Twitter or website without asking if they want to be on the mailing list because that is basically spam. What you are doing is making me associate your emails with spam. Don't do it. You can do it if it's my work email because that's what it's for, not my personal email, please. <laughs> Do not pretend that a journalist is 
you like is the perfect person to cover your game. If you are pitching to me, a person who loves, I love a lot of games, but let's say farming sims and you're going, boy, oh boy, you're going to love my first person shooter. That's not true. I, I'm sorry. I wish I could help, but I don't want to cover your shooter. And now I just feel bad. <laughs> Do not send a press release with more than three gifts. My brows will crash. That's too many gifts. I love gifts. Keep it, keep it simple. Don't send review codes unprompted. Ah, your mileage may vary on this one. Um, I personally don't like them. They don't impact me in any way if I'm not using them, but it's a bit like somebody sending you a present that you don't want or you're not going to open or you're not going to use. So it just feels like a bit of a waste. I know Steam codes are really easy to get, so it's not actually a waste, but you know. Ask first. It's it's always nice, but yeah. And please don't use the on-site contact form to email the press. That is, our press emails are usually very easy to access. So you, you can find, they usually press at website name dot whatever. So don't use the contact form because it will probably come through the wrong avenues and it might not get seen. And also you usually can't attach images. Don't threaten me. Uh, again, that seems really obvious. It happens a lot. Please don't threaten me. Thank you. <laughs> Here is further reading. I, I don't know uh, if I can send these out to people so you can click on all these links, but if you can't, I really recommend looking up Thomas Reisenegger who works for Future Friends Games and is super knowledgeable. If you're watching this, hi. If you're not, hi. Um, he's got some great thoughts on some really, really useful things uh, when it comes to marketing your game and talking to press. Ico Partners, also really good. Um, they are PR specialists and they know a lot about what they're doing. Uh, Victoria Tran is the community developer at uh, the Among Us developer in a sloth and she does some very good talks and blogs. I highly recommend you look her up. And Liam Esler, who uh, all of these people are friends, again, sorry, um, wrote a piece called How to Get Journalists to Cover Your Game. And he's a cool guy. So I recommend that. All right, now it's question time. Question time, and here is me again, so that you know what I look like and what my Twitter handle is. All right, so, oh wait, sorry, hold on, I'll put that back up there. Um, all right, so right. we have like a ton of questions. Oh God, I haven't um, looked at the comments at all, but God, it's so yes, the, the, You are popular. Um, are, you, are you on the Discord server? I know you I am, are. yes. Okay, all right, so everybody, we're not gonna get through all these questions. I can no. go ahead and tell you. <laughs> sorry. If you posted a question, pop it over to the post session chat channel mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Kate will be there. And if Kate, if you want to jump in, there's a hangout session too, so you can do voice, Yes. but I just okay. want to make sure all our questions don't get lost. Um, but we do have a couple of minutes, so we are going to get through uh, a few of them. So number one, how does a indie team go about starting to build their their press list of, of who to actually reach out to. How do you mm -hmm. go and find the people that you need to be talking to about your game? There are a number of avenues that you can go down. And I recommend going down all of them. So Twitter is every journalist is pretty much on Twitter. That's where we hang out. Uh, follow a few of us. You know, I, I think the greatest tool that you can have is like actually liking the press, you know, finding the ones whose work you enjoy reading um, and actually reading it. Um, <clears throat> this is the kind of research that you can't fake. Uh, so yeah, look up a bunch of journalists, find their bylines. That's just the name on the article. 
Um, so if you go on Eurogamer and you're like, I like this person, find them on Twitter, follow them and look at all their work and interact with them. Uh, so you're building that rapport, but you can also, sometimes they have uh, on their website, a page where they have everybody's emails. Those are really hard to find. So you know, that's a bit more difficult, but you can DM people. They're usually happy to be contacted. Most journalists, eh. some journalists have their DMs open. I do, um, you know, if somebody DMs me and says, what's your email? I'll give you my email. Super easy. I think <laughs> I reached out to you over a DM Twitter. Thing. Yeah, I, I get a lot of DMs. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So next question, and a good one, because we've talked about Discord for business development a lot on the show, um, not for press. So mm. you know, Danny says, we've got a Discord, but we haven't tried hosting a press event on there yet. Very tempted to now. How would you recommend going about doing this? A stage show, a live stream? Uh, in my experience, again, this is a really new thing. I've only seen like two or three studios try it. Uh, they will start a new server that's just for this one event. And uh, they will have the stage show kind of setup where like the developers can talk and no one else can, but we can all like chat in like a chatting channel. Um, that's one way to approach it. Uh, other studios I know have set up discords for reviewers of a particular game while they're reviewing it if it's a game that uh you know like elden ring can you imagine how great that would be if all the reviewers had access to a discord where they could be like i'm stuck on this boss because i'll give you a tip when people are reviewing a game guides for that game don't exist and it's very annoying <laughs> so if you can have uh, a bunch of press helping to each other to solve the mysteries and also the dev team are in there uh, it's just really, really cool. That's a really cool way of doing reviews. I don't know why it's not more common. All right. So remember, if you are doing that and you do the the shows, the ones that you have a screen share, only 25 people can be in that room at a given mm. time. If you do the audio one, it doesn't matter how many people are in there. Yeah. All right. Um, the, I'm sure this one is, is a, a new oh, no. one. What is the current view of the press on Web3 and blockchain game projects? Because I, I, can, have, I have heard it's the kiss of death, too. Yeah. I can only speak to the mainstream press. I know that there will be specialist press that are like yum yum and NFTs. Um, but the mainstream press do not like these things. Sometimes we will write about them just to explain them to the general public. Uh, we had a piece that was like, what is Web3? Why does everyone keep talking about Web3? I'm still not fully aware. But I, I know that um, a lot of the mainstream press is sort of into environmental, uh, social, political issues. And Web3 and blockchain doesn't gel super well with that. Um, again, your mileage may vary. There's the small press that will. But uh, largely, uh, it's, it's, it's not really, it's sort of frowned upon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, Wells and Games. So, what's a good example of a short subject line that's attention getting and is short? All right. If you missed it, Wells and Games, Kate actually gave an entire example. So, it's in there. Just rewind a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Would you recommend for small indie games to do exclusive deals with press? Because ours went really bad and denied us of giving our trailer to other press who might have cared about it more. This can work. I am of the personal opinion that a lot of Small indie games, unless you're really well positioned or you have huge fans on a particular outlet, uh, small indie games don't really super benefit from exclusives 
And if anything, it's going to make the coverage kind of weird. Uh, IGN gets a lot of exclusives just by virtue of being, you know, the biggest. Uh, and so the trailers only exist on IGN's channels. And other sites don't really like using an IGN branded trailer. It feels kind of icky. Um, so I think a lot of the time, yeah, exclusive deals can be good for you in some ways. But I, I just don't know if they're that good in the long run. You know, I think that you have to do that on a case by case basis, and I'm I'm sad to hear that they go bad. I think that yeah, the sites could get really possessive, and it's good to know ahead of time if that's going to happen. Like, get a really ironclad contract. <laughs> All right. So David asked, should my press releases have screenshots and gifts in mail, or do I just need to do a link? I would say screenshots and gifts in email. One GIF, maybe maybe two, but that's kind of pushing it. Um, don't overdo it. Uh, have everything in like one line. There's a lot of like MailChimp and stuff that can help you with that. Um, don't have it like all the way up to the margins of the email. Have everything in line and the screenshots in line with that as well. And that'll just make it really easy to just scan down the entire thing. Um, and then have a press kit link at the end, which will send me to the press kit with all the screenshots. So, you know, pick a good screenshot, pick your favorite trailer, pick one GIF. And that's probably enough. All right. So we're going to do one more. And then <laughs> Kate's going to be in the Discord. I'll be in and the I'm going Discord. to kick you over to Dan uh, and Chris Zukowski, where we're going to talk more about the marketing side of it versus the press side of it. But trust me, today's schedule is pretty much how to get people to talk about your game shit talks all day long. Um, all right. So last question for right now. When and how early would you recommend reaching out to the press? I think I said in the presentation that it is never too early to establish rapport, uh, which counts. Um, go to events. I know that's kind of weird right now, but uh, go to events, go on Twitter and start like just getting to know the press, start chatting to them, replying to their emails like they are normal human people because they are. Um, when you want to start actually reaching out to press is when you have news of any kind, when you have an announcement trailer, patch notes, um, a big update, DLC, obviously the game launch. The game launch, you really want to like seed that a long time before. What? Start talking to press about like, um, I don't know, like exclusives if you want to do that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. <laughs> I'm going to transcribe as many of these questions over to the chat channel okay. as I possibly can. Everybody sit tight. Uh, Chris Dukowski coming up next. And if your brain hasn't exploded from knowledge, it will in the next hour we'll be back bye thank you Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.